Hello, fellow lupus spirits, and welcome to Lupus Life. I'm Corey Hollingsworth, and I am a spiritual advisor and meditation facilitator who lives with and manages systemic lupus erythematosus, also known as lupus. The purpose of this podcast is to offer firsthand, easy, and simple ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of lupus. Today's topic is airplane travel. With the holidays upon us, many of us will be traveling, and some of us will be traveling by airplane. If you're someone who is afraid of flying, I apologize ahead of time. I am not able to help you with that aspect. I am someone who loves airplanes. I love flying. I love airports. So I'm hoping that this particular podcast will help you with easing some of the stress that goes along with travel and the additional stress that occurs for those of us who live with lupus and we have 15 other things that we get to manage while we're packing and traveling. So I'm going to try to make this not sound like a grocery list of things to do, but it probably will come across that way simply because there are some basic things that need to happen when we travel. And the first thing that we need to do is to reduce stress as much as possible. And a lot of these recommendations are designed to do just that. These are things that I do when I travel, especially when I travel by airplane and I'm hoping that they help you as well because stress causes flares. I think that's been scientifically proven. So I'm going to do my best to give you some tidbits of information with firsthand knowledge and things that I've done while traveling by airplane. The first thing that I do, not just by airplane, but when I travel anywhere, anytime, is I pack at least two to three days ahead of time. And this is because... I'm someone who forgets to pack certain things, mostly socks. And when we pack a few days ahead, it reduces the stress of rushing. I am not someone who likes to be rushed. I like to be able to take my time. I like to be able to get things done. I like to have a checklist. And packing two to three days in advance allows me that opportunity to just do my initial packing with things that I think I'm going to need. And then I can add things as the days go on that I know I'll forget or I think that I'll forget. The other thing that I would highly recommend is that you pack your medications ahead of time as well. So I have pill organizers. I usually have two weeks worth of pill organizers just in my everyday day-to-day life. So I have this week's medications already deciphered inside my pill organizers and I have next week's as well. So I usually take the one for next week and I would put it in my travel bag right away. And the one that is for the future, I can either put it in my carry-on or my my regular check-in bag. It just depends. I, 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 I've done it both ways, but you want to carry your medication that has the bottles and the labels and the prescription information and all that stuff, you want to have that in your carry-on with you. Do not separate yourself from your medications. And the reason for this is because, especially during the holiday season, you can have a delay in your flight. And sometimes it can be an overnight delay, which is not fun at all. But 
if you have your medications, especially in their original box containers, I almost said box because Benlista comes in a box. So we'll go into Benlista in a minute. But make sure that you have your medications on you and they're in your carry-on bag. And what I usually do is I have a Ziploc bag, a gallon size Ziploc bag, and I put all of my bottles in there and I seal it. And another tidbit of information that I would recommend that I have is a note from your doctor that specifies your medications. Yes, mine is a grocery list and it takes four pages, but it's nice to have that with you anyway, because you want to make sure that you have a list of your medications in case of an emergency. So it's great to have your medications on you at all times during your during your travels, but it's also really good to have that list because if anything happens, you're out of town, you can just pull out that list and you don't have to sit there and try to recite all of your medications by memory. And that is just very useful. I fortunately have not had to have my list of my medications on hand during travel, which has been nice, but it can happen. And you wanna make sure that your next dose of medication is in either your purse or your pocket. And this is where I usually get into trouble because when I go through TSA, I have my next dose in a small pill organizer inside my pocket and I usually forget to take it out and they make me go through the little x-ray machine that scans your entire existence. And so make sure that your next dose, maybe even your next two doses, I have an AM PM organizer that I carry in my pocket that has at least my next dose in it while I travel. Mostly because I don't want to rummage through my carry-on and I don't want to take pills out of bottles and I don't want to have to open up my pill organizer inside my travel bag. So I, I carry my next dose and sometimes my next two doses in my pocket or in my purse. So that gets into the pill organizer part. I had mentioned that I, some, I've had my pill organizer inside my carry-on before and not had any problems with that, but I've also checked it in with my check-in luggage. So either way seems to work. I would recommend, like I said, just have, making sure you have your next dose on you and that you carry the actual prescriptions with you in your carry-on. The next thing that I have found is very useful is to download the app for the airline. And that is helpful because for me, it reduces stress. I am someone who is very particular about having my gate number memorized, my flight number, my airline. And I, I like to have those things memorized, but there are moments when I really just don't wanna deal with that because I'm a visual person and so I need to have things visually outlined for me most of the time. So I highly recommend downloading the airline app and most of the time it just requires your confirmation number, a sign in, an email, just like any other app. And it's very helpful because it gives you notifications for when your boarding is available, when your gate is open, all of that stuff. and. One of the airlines that I have on my phone, the app has a map of whatever airport I'm traveling to, and that's very helpful. 
unless you misread the map, which I did one time and ended up going backwards. But anyway, I found where I was supposed to be. But definitely know your flight number, gate number, time, confirmation numbers, all those things. Unfortunately, if you download the app for the airline, all of that information will be right on there. And it's also really cool because in the 21st century, we have these barcodes that we can scan instead of printing out boarding passes. So it's very helpful to have things on your phone. And if you're not someone who doesn't, if you're someone who doesn't want it on your phone, that's fine. I know that one airline actually printed out a boarding pass when I checked in my luggage. I didn't even ask for one. They just automatically gave me a paper boarding pass and that was fine. So paper, phone, whatever works for you. But I highly recommend downloading the app for whichever airline you are using because it just makes life less stressful. The next thing that I usually have is I have this really cool carry-on bag. I call it my weekend bag, but it's also doubles as a carry-on bag. And it's a vintage 19, late 1960s, early 1970s leather, bright turquoise bag that I carry everywhere. And one of the features that I love about it is it has outside pockets and outside pockets are a great thing when you live with, um, well, children for one thing, because, you know, those of us who've had travel with babies and had to have diaper bags, but have outside pockets on something because I carry, um, snacks, um, an empty water bottle because you can't take a full water bottle through TSA. Well, sometimes they let you do it, but whatever. I, I don't usually take the risk. I usually just leave it empty. I carry a book, uh, my lotion, a portable phone charger. That's another big thing is having a portable char phone charger. I didn't actually think that was very important until my son basically forced me to get one. And it is a lifesaver because uh, you never know when your phone's going to die, especially if you're using apps and things like that. So I would highly recommend getting a portable phone charger. So on the outside pockets of my carry-on, I have a book to read, I have lotion, I have the phone charger, and sometimes I have snacks and a water bottle. And then I also carry a, um, uh, um, a small pill organizer on the outside pocket as well. So if you don't have a pocket or you're not carrying a purse, you can also have your little AM PM next dose of medication in that outside pocket as well. The other thing that I have discovered is that I, I tend to like luggage. I'm just someone who's always liked shopping for luggage and I just like luggage because I just do. It's just a weird thing. Anyway, I tend to try to have distinct luggage and by distinct, I mean some color other than the standard. And this is also helpful because nothing is more fun than standing at the baggage claim and watching every other black, brown, navy blue suitcase go by and wondering if it's yours. So I actually have a purplish plum colored uh, check-in bag. And it was really nice because the last time I traveled, 
I was in a major airport in a major city and my son made it to baggage claim before I did. He was picking me up from the airport and he sent a text to me as I was getting off the airplane that said, hey, do you have the purple suitcase? And I said, yes. And so by the time I got down to the baggage claim, he had already claimed my bag for me. So I highly recommend having a distinct colored check-in bag, mostly because it, for me, I don't need to sit and watch 14,000 different suitcases go by me. They're the same color as my own. I also tend to be one of those people who puts like a shoelace, like a neon colored shoelace or something on my bags, just so that they stand out. Yes, I sound like I'm 89 years old, but anyway, I, I do that. But it definitely reduces some stress to not have to wait around for your baggage because it looks the same as everyone else's. The other thing that I travel with, especially on flights that are two or more hours, are compression socks. And the reason for this is because, well, circulation. I actually received this tidbit of information from someone else who was traveling on the trip prior to the last one I took. And she said that it was a great thing to have. Her feet weren't as sore. She was someone who suffered with arthritis. And she said that they were just a miracle thing. And I took that to heart. And the next time I traveled, I had a five-hour flight and I wore compression socks the entire time. And when I got off the plane and walked around, I felt like my feet had been massaged the whole time, basically, because they keep the circulation in your legs. And the last thing we want is a lack of circulation. And it also, for me, even if it's just in my mind, seems to reduce some of the pain from arthritis. I also recently discovered compression gloves and that I used while I was driving. My podcast during Thanksgiving mentioned the fact that I needed to stop and get compression gloves when I was driving because my left hand was becoming painful. So I haven't tried compression gloves while flying, but the next time I fly, I will use compression gloves. Now getting back to medications, I have only been using Benlista for two months, so I don't know how to travel with it yet. I've read blogs and I have some recommendations from other people who've traveled with Benlista. I will put a link to a portable container that is supposed to keep Benlista cool for up to 12 hours. I'll put that link into the description for this podcast. As I've mentioned, I have not traveled with Benlista yet. I know that it needs to stay cool. And I would imagine it's something that can go through a carry-on situation because it's a medication. So definitely make sure that if you do have Benlista that you plan for that as well when you're planning your medications and keep it with you. Don't put it on your check-in bag, keep it with your carry-on. I would love to hear if anyone else has any other recommendations that I have missed. I think the most important one, well, two, I guess, reduce stress as much as possible before, during, and after travel. And my big thing is resting. And I know that one of the reasons why I tend to pack two to three days before is because the night before I go anywhere, 
I need to rest or the day before if my flight's later in the day or my travel's later in the day, you want to make sure that you rest prior to flying. I mean, even if you're able to sleep on the plane, you want to make sure that you're well rested, that you're not going to the airport in a fog. Well, anything more than the additional lupus fog that a lot of us just live with anyway. But you want to rest prior to your flight and you want to make sure that you're alert and awake and alive as much as possible. I hope that these travel tidbits have helped you and I am not certain I will be doing a podcast next week because next Sunday is Christmas. So I wish you many blessings during this holiday season and I would love for you to add any information that I might have missed about traveling by airplane while living with lupus. As a reminder, I have two books on Amazon. The first one is Little Lupus Spirit Book and the second one is Reconnecting with Your True Self. I can be reached on my website, coreyhollingsworth.wixsite.com, and the link for that is in the description. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Please feel free to follow Lupus Life. I would love to hear from you. Have a beautiful day and have a beautiful week.